Chapter 43 of A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks by Louis Albert Banks. Chapter 43 Sleepy Christians and Their Gentle Lord. Matthew chapter 26, verses 17 through 46 no picture in the life of jesus is at once so full of dramatic interest of pathos and of tenderness as this picture of the hours in gethsemane the last supper with its loving conversations had passed and jesus goes out into the garden with these loved disciples to endure the last great temptation and struggle of soul before his trial knowing that his strength must come from god that in communion with the father was his supreme refuge there was yet within him a great longing for human companionship that brings him very close to us he was going aside alone to pray and yet he liked to feel that the disciples were near at hand so that if he wished he could speak to them or step back in a moment and find them watchful and loving who of us does not know what that means we face a trial that we must go through alone we do not expect any one else to bear our burden we know that only our own shoulders must carry it yet oh what blessed comfort to feel that some one cares that dear hearts love us and would carry our burden if they could and are watchful and alert with their sympathy and their love ready to put the pillow of their tender solicitude under our head, ready to sustain us with their words of good cheer and assurance of interest and fellowship in our sorrow. But the shadow of the great sorrow was on these disciples. Of their friendship for Jesus there can be no doubt. Peter's sudden failure later that night by no means proves that they were not loyal-hearted men many a soldier has run in a panic who afterward lived and died with unshrinking fidelity as did peter himself but the strain of anxiety and the nervous tension of the hour the unfathomable mystery of the situation the weariness of the body the influence of the supper all these things combined to bring upon them a seemingly uncomfortable drowsiness and so when the master came back to them he found them asleep they started up guiltily at his step and with tender protest he said to peter what could ye not watch with me one hour and then not wishing to pain them unnecessarily and looking as he always did for the good that is in everybody he takes into account their weariness and their weakness and says to them in comfort for their shame the spirit is indeed willing but the flesh is weak again he came back desiring to talk with them and find comfort in them but they were sound asleep this time he did not wake them softly quietly went back again to prayer there were those who did not sleep the heavenly father listened to his conversation watching angels hovered near longing to bring him support coming to them the third time as they roused themselves he said sleep on now and take your rest i have not selected this theme to make apologies or find excuses for any real negligence of jesus on our part 
but I have selected it rather that we may have the blessed comfort of knowing and feeling how infinitely tender and gentle our Lord is with our weaknesses. We may be always sure that Jesus does not misunderstand us. We are not always certain about that with our earthly friends. Even the dearest and most faithful of them may sometimes feel that we could do better than we do. But when we do our best for Jesus, he knows all about it. There is no danger of misunderstanding there. There is surely great comfort in that. No matter how weak and frail we are, Christ thoroughly appreciates it, and he will be infinitely gentle and tender with us if we do our best. But someone says, I have not done my best. I have been weak and halting. There has been many a time I might have kept awake and alert in Christ's cause if I had not weakly and wickedly gone into temptation. But even to you I bring the comfort of Christ's gentleness and forbearance and urge you not to spend any more time looking back over the failures of the past, not to longer grieve the heart of your gentle Lord by useless personal upbraiding, but rather to obey him now and to press forward by his help to a better life in the days to come. Nothing could be more foolish than to brood so much over the failures of the past that you lose hope for the future. Mark Guy Pierce tells this parable. Once upon a time there was a man walking in the highway, and he fell down. No doubt it was partly his own carelessness. He, however, persisted that it was an accident. But the trouble was that when he was down, he stayed there and spent all his time in telling everybody who would listen how it happened. Some shook their heads doubtfully, and that made him angry. Some sympathized with him, and that made him sad. At last there came a man who asked, How long have you been there? It was ten, twelve, fifteen years or more. The stranger shook his head. I am sorry, very sorry. Yes, said he who was down, it is a terrible thing to tumble down. That may be, said the man, but there's one thing a thousand times worse. What is that? Why, not getting up again. I give that message to any discouraged one who has fallen, by the way. Your failure is not that you have fallen, but that you do not get up. David was a man after God's own heart, because when he had sinned and saw his wrong, he repented of it promptly and began again. Go thou and do likewise. David said the gentleness of God made him great. Surely the gentleness of Jesus should inspire us. End of chapter 43